We're going to be blessed this morning with the Word of God. It's our season of inviting people to speak. And Mo's going to come right now. <laughs> Give her a welcome. Give her a welcome. Morning, morning, morning. <laughs> I'm just testing the mic. That's why I Lovely. did that. <laughs> just... just Tell everybody what you do for a living. So, those of you who don't know me, I'm in the military, the Royal Navy, for the last 17 years. To be honest, I didn't think I'll last this long. I said, five years and I'm out. But 17 years later, I'm here. And I must say, it doesn't come without its challenges. And I'm going to be honest, being a Christian in the Royal Navy is tough. Because those people don't want to hear about God. The first thing you hear with them, it's a swear word. And it's just, it's like really tough sometimes, but you know, the God in me keeps me going. And I honestly don't preach God to them, but I do and say nice things. And from that, they can see that I'm totally different from they are. Because like, when they gossip, I just say, okay. And they're like, you're totally different, aren't you? I was like, yeah. And the guys who I work with, they know I'm a Christian, so I don't swear. They don't like, I, I don't like when they're swearing around me. I don't drink and stuff. I do go out with them, but like when it comes to drinking, swearing, I stand firm. That is not me. And that's how I stand out from the crowd. Amen. So if you want to stand out from the crowd, don't follow the crowd. Yeah. yeah? <laughs> right. So didn't plan that, but thanks, Rob. <laughs> So, you know, this morning when I came into church, like straight away, I felt the love and I saw the love. Take note, yeah? So last week when Pastor Rob was preaching, <laughs> I said to myself, Ooh, how much of your sermon you're going to have to edit? <laughs> and you know what? I, like this thought came to my head, great minds think alike. <laughs> and I said, you know what, I'm just going to stay put with what I've got. And I believe this has happened for a reason. And it will come clear to you because the Holy Spirit woke me up this morning. And when the Holy Spirit wakes you up, he wants to tell you something. But it is, it is in my sermon, so I'll get to it. I don't want to jump ahead. Yeah, so as I said, great minds think alike. And like, I must admit though, that your sermon last week, give me my title for today. So, did anyone remember what Rob spoke on? It was unwrapping the gift, but the gift of what? The gift of salvation, wasn't it? So, my sermon today is, guess what? The gift of love. So, that's what I said. I think everything happened for a reason. So, here I go. So, in order to have salvation, I believe you need to have love. And that is what I'm going to talk about today. The gift of love. So, you know, I'm like really grateful. I don't preach a lot. My first one was last year. And this is my second one. And I'm so grateful to be sharing again. Because I think as an individual, as Rob said last week, it's good to come in and listen to him preach, Dan preach, when you've got guest speakers my, like myself, but it's up to you to go and do your own research 
and reading. And that's how you grow as an individual and continue your walk with God. And that's what I do. And that's why I like doing sermons every now and again, because it gives me that knowledge and helps me to grow as an individual and continue my walk, my, my walk with God. So I've always heard the phrase, um, knowledge is power. Sure bet you guys have heard it as well. Knowledge is power. And that is so true. But knowledge with love is a powerful thing as well. So knowledge on its own, it's good. But when love is in it, it's a powerful thing. So myself as a parent, and there's a lot of you here who are parents, like we strive to do that on a daily basis with our kids. Yeah? I can tell you, parenting is the hardest job in the world. It's even harder than being in the Navy. Because the thing is, it's like there is not a book that you can, oh, this is what you do when they're this age. This is what you do when, no. You have to, basically, this word I'm going to use, the spirit of discernment, yeah? You have to use the spirit of discernment. No matter how old your kids are, parenting is the hardest job in the world. For new parents over there, expecting parents, take note. It's the hardest job in the world, but it's lovely. Because when you put that work into your kids and you see the fruits of your labor, yeah. it is such a fulfilling feeling, yeah? Uh, right, so, the word love is used regularly, sometimes with meaning, because I'm guilty of it, and sometimes it's just a passing comment. So, like, George rings me, like, almost every day, which is good, because when he does a ring, I'll be like, why is he not ringing me? And then, like, the last thing... <laughs> The last thing we say to each other is, I love you. And sometimes we're all guilty of it. We're used to saying, I love you. So sometimes it comes a passing comment. And like, it's just like, from me to you, I'm just going to say to you, make sure when you say love, it's meaningful. Because you don't know. It might be the last time you speak to that person. Yeah. So yes, I'm guilty of it. Sometimes it can be a passing comment. But make sure when you tell someone you love them, it's meaningful. And I was reading a quote from um, Pastor Rick Warren. Yeah, he's quite famous with quotes. So this is one of his quotes. I quite like reading his. And Charles Spurgeon, good old Charles. (laughs) The best use of life is love. The best expression of love is time. And the best time to love is now. Yeah? And... Basically, what it is saying is just saying, make love your number one priority in everything that you do. Life is all about love. Yeah? Right, so to be honest, as I said, I put my hands up. I'm not going to be ashamed. So while doing my research on this topic, it's actually opened up some home fruits to me, and it was quite a heavy pill to swallow. But in a sense, it's kind of humbled me. And it's made me realize I'm not perfect. No one is perfect. So if you do mess up, don't be too hard on yourself because God loves you. Okay? So I'm not going to speak about love in the context of how the worldview loves. I'm going to do it in the biblical way. So there are four types of love in the Bible. I'm not Greek, so any Greeks out there, please yeah, I'm not Greek. I'm just going to try, try and pronounce them the best way I know. I think the only word I know in Greek is signomi. So we went to Greece back in 2011 for a couple of days. 
and I heard the Greek saying, Signomi, so it's actu it actually means excuse me. So I said Signomi to a Greek guy, and he started going on in Greek. I was like, no, I don't know anything about Greek. I just, <laughs> I just learned the word, so I'm just practicing. So Signomi in Greek mean excuse me. But going back to the topic, the first one is Eros love, which is a romantic love, and this is actually in the Bible. So has anyone ever seen the movie Amazing Love? No? So it's actually about the story of Hosea and Goma. Yeah, so there's actually a movie, and the movie is quite moving, because I watched it last year, and it actually brought tears to my eyes. So it's ju just basically saying how much Hosea, the prophet, he's been given a dream by God, or a word from God to marry this prostitute. And obviously he went and married a prostitute, and as expected, she cheated on him, left him, went with someone who can give her more money. And this is just showing how, how much he loved this um, Goma. He actually went back and bought her because obviously once she couldn't give that rich guy what he wanted, he like sold her into slavery and um, Hosea actually bought her back. So um, that is just showing how much, even if someone messes up, that compassion, that love in you, you can go back and forgive them. Yes, I know sometimes we don't forget, but it's forgiving. Forgiveness is a sign of love. So that was my bit from Eros, that story of Jose and, Gomea, and Goma. Sorry. And one thing I must say, I would say have a look at that movie, Amazing Love. It is quite moving. I actually had a look at it on Thursday as well. Yeah, so if you want to have a Sunday afternoon film, Amazing Love. The next one is Philia love. As I said, I don't know if I pronounced it properly, but this is the brotherly love, Philia love. So the first example for me is the Good Samaritan, the story of the Good Samaritan, when obviously this guy was going down to Jericho and he got beat up by robbers and stuff like that. And the Good Samaritan came by after three, like two persons went and just went the other side. Because in this world, you have people like that. Some people could be like falling on the floor and say, oh, okay, all right, I'll just go on. Not my problem. Yeah, and it does happen in life. So obviously the Good Samaritan, out of the goodness of his heart, hence that's why he's called a Good Samaritan. Yeah, he like um, took him up, took him back, made sure that he was nursed back to health. So that's one example of filial love. And the next one... I call it storage, but it is not. It's storage love, so which is family love. And an example of that for me is Noah's ark. So obviously God gave Noah that word that the floods were going to come, and he said to him, make sure you get your family into that ark as well as two of every living creature because he was going to get rid of obvious, all the sin that was happening. And another one that really stood out to me as well is one of the Ten Commandments, it says, it's um, Exodus 20 and verse 12. It says, honor your father and mother so you may live long in the land that the Lord your God is giving you. And I've always remember my mom telling me that, and I even told it to Nima a few times as well. And I believe that is such a true statement to honor your father and mother. And yes, you honor your father and mother as well, but you need to honor people who are older than you. So even if it's your aunt, your uncle, friends who are older than you, it's just showing that respect. So honor is 
basically respect the people. That's what honoring is, respecting people. And I've got two little stories to give. So I remember, I think it was like two weeks ago, I was in a supermarket. I'll say Aldi. I'm allowed to say that, aren't I? <laughs> yeah. So I was in Aldi, and I remember passing by, like, obviously, you know, the, the workers there, they, like, do the packing and stuff like that. And um, this lady just brushed past the girl, and she was like, people don't say excuse these days. And I was like, said to myself, wow. And it's so true. Like, it's not hard to be kind. It's not hard to say sorry. It's not hard to say thank you. It's not hard to say excuse me. And it just dawned on me, like, the way the world is going, all that values and standards is slowly slipping away. And it's so sad to see that because that's what the youngsters are going to grow up and see if um, a lady, she was like maybe mid-40s, if a youngster seeing that, I'd be like, okay, then it's fine to do that, so I'll just do the same thing. And that just stood out for me. And then that's an example of a bad one. I'm going to give you an example of a good one. So I went to um, Asda, I think it was a week ago, and I decided to do the click and go. Is the, you know, the, yeah, the click and go. I didn't know how to use it because it was my first time doing it. And I was going to go to the cashier, but she was busy with someone else. And I seen this lady go into it, and I just went up and be like, oh, have you done this before? And I said, that lady was so nice. She was so helpful. She was like, oh, I've never done it. I've done it once before. And she, like, went through the routine of how to do it. And then we, like, bumped into each other again, like, while shopping. And she's like, oh, you got through then, didn't you? And I was like, oh, yeah, I did. So for me, that was so nice because, obviously, I didn't have the experience, but I seen that experience with the first person and having that experience myself, which was a good experience, it just goes to show there is good people in the world. And if we strive to be good, we need to make sure that good is up here and bad is down there. Yeah. So um, the last one, which is agape love, that one I know because I hear it a lot, which is unconditional love. So that is the love you have for your kids. I would say that out straight because as parents you do stuff for your kids that maybe you might not do for an ordinary person you go out your way you give off your time so for me that unconditional love and that's the love that God has for us it's unconditional no matter what we do no matter what we say how many times we've messed up he's like I love you I love you right so love was since the beginning of time we all know that because outside of time, love. So the Apostle Paul, not Paul, John made that clear in his statement, God is love, because that's all he is. He doesn't know anything else but to love. And this means that does not, like love does not define God. God defines love. So love does not define God. God defines love. So God's love is not a passing sentiment either. So as I said, put my hands up. Sometimes it's just a passing comment for me. Even after sin entered the world with Adam and Eve, God promised his love to every generation. And this is because it is his, is his essential nature. So I'll go back to that bit. Remember I said about spirit of discernment. So obviously the devil with Adam and Eve He's so deceitful. He's really good. He's really slick. That's a good word to put it. 
Like he came up to Eve and be like, well, you want to know everything? Well, eat from the tree. And it happens because you meet people like that. It can be so good at words and it makes you believe the lies when it's not. So that's why I'm saying that spirit of discernment is so good to have to help you make the right decision. It's, it's just about like speaking to God to give you that spirit to decipher if it's a good choice I'm making and it's, if it's a bad choice. And it's not just something you just pray now and you get it. It's something you have to constantly do to have that spirit of discernment. So this command from God, which is God is love, motivates us to be better version of ourselves, and that is true as well, and to love others because love is from God. Yeah, love is from God. As Christians, we know that love, one of the fruit of the Spirit, for the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. For such there is no law. So, yeah, I can sing. <laughs> Been practicing that. <laughs> so, as Christians, we know that, as I said, love, which is one of the fruits of the Spirit, it's one of the greatest gifts that God has given us. So, as an added bonus, it's free. You know? Why would you not want a free gift, as you said? <laughs> And the thing is, you don't need to sit an exam. You don't need any special qualifications. And he loves you just the way you are, whether you like it or not. Yeah? And for me, that is so good. Like, I don't have to put on any makeup. I don't have to put on my best, or my Sunday best, as we say, to, oh, God, love me. He loves you just as you are. So even if you mess up a thousand times, he's going to love you. And that's amazing because it's the grace you get that every day, his grace. You can wake up and get his grace every day. So there are many powerful themes in the Bible about love. How we love, our love for God, and God loves for us. And love is a fundamental life purpose. And everything leads back to love. No matter what you do, everything leads back to love. So one of the many ways God shows his love through us is through sacrifice. And I'm going to use that verse you used last week. So it says in John 3:16, we can all say it together because you know it. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believe in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. Yep, amazing amazing. For me, this right here is the core of Christianity, like that verse on its own. That is the core of Christianity for me. This shows God love is not selfish or self-centered. Paying the highest price by sacrificing his son for our sins and our salvation. And for me, I think that is the truest love of all. That verse is just amazing absolutely amazing. So God calls us to love. So his first call to love is to love him. So we need to love him first before we can love ourselves and love others. So his first call is to love him. And another amazing verse is in Mark 12 verses 30. And it says, love the Lord your God with all your heart 
and with all your soul and with all your mind and with all your strength. Yeah, that's another powerful verse as well. So to love God is to know him. To know him is to trust him. And to trust God is giving him your all, his life. Not his life, your life is his. So to love God is to know him. To know him is to trust him. And to trust God is giving him your all. So make God your love. Make God your heart and mind. And make God your strength. Yeah? If anything else, remember that. Make God your love. Make God your strength. Make God your heart and soul. So, this bit I'm getting to now, I said it in my intro when I said God woke me up this morning to bring this. So, I'm a great believer in speaking things into existence. Yeah? I'm a great believer in that. I might not believe it when I initially say that thing I'm hoping about, but by continually believing and speaking it out, it puts me in that positive mind fr uh, mindset. And when God woke me up this morning, he told me about the word manifest, and you said it this morning, Rob, manifest. I honestly don't know who this is for, but I believe it's for someone in this audience or someone online. And whatever God has spoken over you, you need to start manifesting it. If you start it and you stop, you need to start manifesting. Manifesting means demonstrating or displaying. Yeah. So whatever God has spoken over you, you need to start manifesting, displaying it, demonstrating it, yeah. and call it forth in the spirit. That's what he's told me. So I don't know who it is for, but it's for someone in here today or online. Start manifesting what the Lord has spoken over you. Yeah? If you've stopped, start again. Yeah, just remember it's not an overnight thing. Because for me, when I say I'm a great believer in speaking things out, they do happen, but some things haven't happened yet. So it's not like it hasn't happened, it hasn't happened yet. Yeah? So just remember, it's not an overnight thing. You need to be persistent and persevere. So I'll repeat myself. If the word manifest, if God has spoken over you, start manifesting it. Start displaying it. Start demonstrating it. And one verse, because I like to do my research. Obviously, God woke me up this morning. So obviously, there's a verse, Exodus 20. And he said, And I will manifest my holiness among you in the sight of the nations. God will reveal his holiness among them so the other nations can see it. Yeah. Yep, so manifesting, displaying and believing until you can see it. Yeah. yeah, so that is what the Holy Spirit set on me this morning and I had to bring it. Yeah, right, so we move on to 
loving ourselves. Yeah? So after we love God, we need to look after ourselves. We need to love ourselves before we can love other people. Yeah? So it means basically taking care of our bodies, having a healthy lifestyle, and remember that God created us uniquely, fearfully, and wonderfully made. And that is in Psalms 139. So if everyone was the same, the world would be boring. <laughs> yeah? So that's why we're unique, fearfully, and wonderfully made. Whatever, like, I'm really bad on myself. I always, I want to say put myself down. I'll say I'm quite a confident person. But there are times when I do feel like, oh, I don't like, I don't like myself. And it's natural, it's human nature. It doesn't matter how confident you are. We're always self-critical of ourselves. So just remember, recognizing that you are unique. And that's the biggest thing there. You're unique, fearfully and wonderfully made in God. Yeah? And then before we can love and care for others, we need to have a total appreciation for who we are at that very moment. So don't try and be like anyone else that's who you are that's who you are i'm not a, i would say i'm not a crowd pleaser and i'm proud of that that i'm not a crowd pleaser this is me uh, this is me i like to just be in my, not in my own bubble but this what you see is what you get yeah. Yeah? yeah yeah i'm not a crowd pleaser this is me yeah and then accept our emotions for what they are and putting our physical emotional and spiritual well-being first place yeah so looking after yourself is all of this combined together and once you have accepted that then you can have that appreciation for loving yourself and then you can start to love others yeah and then um, one quote that i had i don't know if it it's something i heard in passing but it came to me last night <laughs> It says, being aware of God's love for us is a motivation for change. So once we know that God loves us, it gives us that motivation to change in ourselves. And by doing that, we can change other people as well. Yeah. We might not realize that we're doing it, but they can come up. I was like, oh, yeah, what you told me, that actually changed me. So listen out for that. You might hear that along the way. And then the Jesus in us is able to love even when we don't feel to. And don't tell me you never felt like that, because I'll put my hand up. There's sometimes I don't feel to love, but the God in us is able to when we don't feel to. Yeah? So, this is something I want you to try when you're alone. It's a little trial. I haven't done it, but I've done something similar to it. Yeah? So what I want you to do when you're alone, you don't have to do it now, just remember, go back on the screen and remember what I said. So I want you to look in the mirror, yeah? <laughs> and say your name and say, I love you several times, yeah? And then ask yourself some questions after. So one of the questions, was that comfortable? What feelings came up? And were you able to look in the mirror the entire time or you had to look away? So it's just a little 
something I want you to do when you've got some alone time. And it's all about loving yourself as well. So, because obviously we're quick to like talk to other people, but like looking in the mirror and seeing you love yourself, it's hard to do sometimes. So it's just something I want you to try. But the reason why I said I haven't done that, but I've done something similar. So a couple of weeks ago, I had to do a pre-recorded interview. I think that's the upcoming thing now with um, interviews it's to do with work. And I had to do something similar, but it wasn't in front of a computer screen. So they gave me like a series of questions and I had to answer the questions while looking at my reflection on the computer screen. So it's like basically looking in a mirror. So I didn't do the I love you thing, but I can bet you those people were saying this girl has got loads of facial expressions. <laughs> <laughs> Because my recruits say it to me and Nima say it to me, they're like, you've got like 10 facial expressions in one sentence. <laughs> so yeah, that's what I said. It's like I had to do something similar, but I didn't do the mirror thing. But I'll actually give it a go this week. Yeah, so it's just something to do. You don't have to do it, but it's, it's just something to do. Yeah? Right, so um, we move on to loving others now. So God's love isn't a one-way street. Not only does he command us to love him, but to also love others. And I just said it, sometimes it is hard, isn't it, to love others when they've done you wrong. It is really hard to do that. And it's even harder when it's someone you love as well. So it could be your kids, it could be your partner, because they sometimes act in a way that makes it really hard for you to love them as well. So that's why I said it's, it, it can be hard. So how can our love change that? So how can our love for them change that? So what is the one thing that we always say if you want people to change? What is the biggest thing we say? We pray for them. Yeah? So we know that prayer changes everything because our brother over there, like testament to that this morning, prayer changes everything. But there is a but, <laughs> yeah? But for that to happen, we need to have a humble attitude and realize that we might be hard to love to as well. And that was an eye-opener for me because... I was like, oh, I really want that person to change. I'll pray for them. But we need to have that heart as well. We need to have that humble heart, yeah, yeah and realize that, yeah, I might be hard to love as well. Yeah. And that's one of them home truths that opened up to me, like, yeah, when doing my research. So I was listening to a sermon from Joyce Myers. She's one of my favorite gals, Joyce Myers. Um, loving people who are hard to love. And one of the things I took away from that was love is not a feeling. You don't have to feel right to do the right thing. Yeah, so love is not a feeling. You don't have to feel right to do the right thing. And we need to remember agape love is not just a feeling, it's a decision. And from that decision, we put it into action. Yeah, so love is not a feeling. You don't have to feel right to do the right thing. 
Yeah, just remember it's a decision. You've made that decision and you put that decision into action and that takes practice as well. It's not a, I'm gonna, yeah, start doing stuff, but it's, it's, an, it's a decision, an action, but it's practice. You have to practice a lot. And a great example of this is John 15:3, where it says, greater love has no one than this, than he laid down his life for his friends. Yeah? And that bit of scripture is telling us to give up the things we want to do and give up ourselves to others. Yeah? So there are times when you might want to do something and then one of your friends say, oh, can you come and help me? And you're like, hmm. But then you know it's the right thing to do. So you give up your time and go and help that friend. Yeah? So for you, the guys who like to watch footy, yeah? If your friend call you to do something while a footy match is on and you know it's the right thing to do, you do it. You can go back and watch footy, yeah? <laughs> so laying down ourselves for others is about how we value people as well, yeah? yeah? And putting God at the center of it all. So laying down yourself is how you value people and making sure that when you do it, God is in the center, yeah? So, um, there are three words, I believe, that are important to our Christian walk, and that is hope, faith, and love. Yeah, I believe that is quite important to our walk with God. Hope, faith, and love. I, I actually call it the, the faith, hope, and love triangle. Yeah? And a verse that fits in so well into this is 1 Corinthians 13, 13. So now faith, hope, and love abide, these three, but the greatest of these is love. Yeah, And these three attributes were designed by God to be mutually reinforced in Bill in such a way that to prune away any of the three will diminish their integrity. And that is true because you need hope, faith, and love together for anything to work. Yeah. So I'm going to digress a bit. So, so if, we, if you look at the fire triangle, yeah, the three things that you need a fuel, heat, and oxygen, yeah? So in order for a fire to start, you need those three. So if you take away any element of them, the fire is going to not start or it's going to extinguish, yeah? So in the same way, we need these three, faith, hope, and love, yeah? So I'm just going to break them down, not a lot, but just say a little bit on them. So faith is the key to all things in the Lord, so for first, for you to believe, you need to have faith. To believe he exists and trust him for our salvation. That is faith in a nutshell for me. And then hope works with faith to bring us to salvation. So faith and hope works together to bring us to salvation. And it's that hope that keeps us going. And one thing that stood out for me, hope is expectant. Yeah. Are you expectant for something today? If you are, I would suggest you keep hope alive. Yep, so if you're expectant, keep hope alive. Amen? 
And as I mentioned earlier, love is of God. For God is love, which the Apostle John beautifully told us in 1 John 4, 7 to 8. Yeah? So this is what he said. Beloved, let us love one another, for love is from God, and whoever loves has been born of God and knows God. Anyone who does not love does not know God, because God is love. So today, let love be the motivation for everything you do. Yeah? And before I end today's message, yes, I'm coming to an end. <laughs> Here are a few kind words to take away or take along with you as you go about your daily lives this week. So my first one is, you can write it down if you want to. Love delights in authenticity. Yeah, that's one thing to take away today. Forgiveness is the foundation of love. Love requires slowing down. It demands patience. And lastly, without love, everything else becomes meaningless. Yep. Yeah. So, that is my sermon for today. And I just want to just do a little prayer before we actually close off. So, if you just close your eyes and we'll just pray. Yep. So, God, I want to thank you for your love. Yes, Lord. Thank you for your love, Lord. Thank you for sending your son Jesus to die for us, Lord. God, I pray that this message that went out today, I pray that it will be a spiritual blessing and nourishment unto our souls, Lord. And that we can be a blessing to others this week. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. We've had a feast this morning, haven't we? You know, it's so beautiful what you've brought us, Mo. Thank you. And what really makes it beautiful mm. is that this woman lives this. Yeah? yeah? You are love. Yeah. And we feel that love from yeah. you. We know. We're so blessed to yeah. have her in our, in our house, aren't we? Mm -hmm. So blessed to have this lady. She's such an encourager. She's such a blessing. I've heard her declare over people's lives things that she's seen. Mm -hmm. There's testimonies in this place, isn't there, mm -hmm. of things that God has shown this lady. Yeah. And she's then stood She's done exactly what she brought in her word mm -hmm. with so much love in her heart for you, for you guys here. She's seen pictures. She's had words. Mm -hmm. She's waited and is waiting on God yeah. for the manifestation and the fulfillment. I want to tell you, the word that this lady's brought this morning isn't just a word she's brought. Mm -hmm. She's living it. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah? And that's the words we love in this house, isn't it? Mm -hmm. The words that we are living in God, because of his faithfulness and his goodness. So thank you, Mo. We all say thank you, don't we? Give her a round of applause. Thank Bless you. you. Thank you so much. Thank you. God is good.